"I see the king," said Little Child, smiling and playing peekaboo with his pudgy hands. "Do you really think he saw the king?" said Hero. Mercy looked at him in surprise, then slowly answered, "Yes." Hero's face had a frown. His happiness was fading into disappointment. Well, why can my brother see the king when I can't? Mercy looked at the young man with a question in her eyes. Quietly, he bent and tousled Hero's hair. Your brother can see the king because he is a little child, and little children play the game best of all. The others see the king because they believe, and have been given the gift of seeing. Here in the park, believing comes before seeing. Those words bring back such vivid memories from my childhood. My dad used to read to us the Tales of the Kingdom by David and Karen Maines, a book of beautiful, imaginative stories for children that teach deeper spiritual truths. And one of those stories was called Sighting Day, where all the children of the village were to look for the king who would show up in different disguises. The person you heard reading that story just now is our special guest today, Judy's husband, Dave Gary. This is Live What Matters. And I'm Megan Alfaro. You may notice I don't exactly sound myself today, but I thought I'd carry on anyway in solidarity of the fact that a mom's job goes on no matter what. No sick day is allowed. <laughs> today, I've invited Dave and Judy to talk about something we're calling the God Hunt. I spend a lot of time thinking about how to teach my kids about God and grow their faith, and I don't know of anything that would leave a more lasting impression on their hearts than coming face to face with the living God. We serve a God who is real and personal and involved in the intricate details of our lives. He's all around us. We just need to take the time to look. So what is the God hunt? And is God hiding? Here's Dave and Judy Gary. The God hunt is just a name that we attribute to the project or the exercise of looking for God in our real life every day and seeing his fingerprints on the things that we're experiencing or the things that we're doing. The Lord fills his word with promises that he would reward those who diligently seek him. And I don't think that the Lord intentioned for himself to be hard to find, but we today have devised really good ways to be distracted from what's important. Mm. Going to work in the early 80s, I listened to The Chapel of the Air by David and Karen Maines, and they presented this whole idea, and they presented a short story that Karen Maines had written called uh, Sighting Day. And the whole point was, find God in your everyday activities. So we actually incorporated that into our family, and when the kids would see one of these things happening that God was doing, they we would call it an I spy. Anytime the Lord... You see him intervening in your everyday world, in your everyday life, and you recognize him, that we call that an I spy, like Dave said. And you ask, is God hiding? And I'd have to say, well, he's hiding in plain sight. He's right in front, (laughs) but he's kind of hiding. Sometimes we think that the huge catastrophes, the big events of life, the fire, the hurricane, the tornado, the earthquake, are where God speaks to us, and he can. But it's kind of like Elijah when he was fleeing from Jezebel and he was hiding out in this mountain cave and he was instructed that the Lord wasn't going to be found in the fire. He wasn't going to be found in the earthquake, but in the gentle blowing of the breeze. So sometimes God is not where we think he would be, 
But he's there nonetheless. He's there, and he's intimate with us. The scripture says that he is intimate with the upright. And that word intimate means he has secret meetings with you. Mm. I love that. And then in John 14, 21, mm-hmm. where Jesus says, if we obey him and love him, that Jesus himself will, quote, disclose himself to us. So he's going to show us more of himself as make we walk with him. Known. Yeah, make himself visible, make himself known. And the longer we obey the Lord and walk with him in faith and joy, the more of him we see to the point where life becomes wildly exciting. So what kind of things are we looking for when we're talking about the God hunt? I think that if you had to organize them, you would probably say there's four main things. And I think the first one is obvious. It's an obvious answer to a prayer. And it could be something as momentous as we need to find a new car to replace our broken down junker, or you kids are starting at a brand new school tomorrow, we're praying for friends for you. Oh, do you remember the big answer to prayer that Joanna had years ago? Puff the cat, the declawed cat. We lived in the foothills of the Rockies. The declawed cat went missing. Well. It was early fall, and a missing cat in the Rocky Mountains is not good news. So (laughs) week after week at prayer time at night, we'd pray, and Joanna would pray, Oh, Lord, let the cat come back. Let the cat come back. She loved that cat. Uh, She loved Puff. And um, week after week, Dave and I look at each other and kind of shake our heads like, I don't think the cat's coming back. But uh, then one night she said, The Lord has told me that the cat's coming back tomorrow. Puff's coming back tomorrow. And being a woman of small faith, I said to Joanna as I tucked her in, do you think maybe the Lord wants you to get a new kitten? She says, oh, no, Puff's coming back in the morning. Oh, I was thinking (laughs) as her dad, how can I mitigate the pain that she's going to feel when it's not answered that way? But then the morning she woke up and ran downstairs and peeked through the window and walking straight for the house like a wild animal was our declawed cat (gasps) coming straight for the front door. It had been over eight weeks. It had been a long time. That cat looked like a a cougar. (laughs) And it was a skinny little mama I don't know how that cat survived, but, you know, we seen the cat came back. We thought it was a goner, but the cat came back. But what I learned was God hears our prayers, and he wants to show off. And say, look at me, I'm here. It's just wonderful. I said to her years ago, Joanna, when did you know that God was real? And she said, when Puff came home. We see God, these obvious answers to prayer. That's one area where we focus in and say, have we been praying about something that God has answered? Another one would be any unexpected evidence of God's care. For example, when Dave was out of work, The very week Dave lost his job, our grocery store, King Supers, started having this sale, hot hot dogs in a bun with all the fixins for 10 cents each. So we would march in there and get like 30 hot dogs. But they they said it was a limit of 10 per family. Yeah, we could only have 10 10 per person. person. Well, we lined the kids up and they'd all get sacks and sacks of these hot dogs because, you know, these are big kids. Lots Lots of kids. The rest of that story is really interesting. King Supers was, it was Mr. King, and he had a supermarket, but he had a whole chain of them along the Front Range near Denver. And it was his desire to meet the needs of some of these, a lot of these out-of-work professionals in Denver area. And so he had this special going on for a long time. Yes. And virtually the week that it stopped was the week 
that I found a new job and moved to yes. California. Yes. Wow. The very week. Unexpected evidence of God's care. He has lavished so much care on us that sometimes we don't notice. Until after the fact. Right. And we think, wow, now that you mention it, that is peculiar, that he did this and this and this. It's just phenomenal the way he's taken care of us. When we were looking for a home in Camarillo, the realtor said, why don't you come back when you're really serious about looking for a home? You don't qualify. Yeah, you just can't qualify. I mean, I'd been out of work for 18 months (laughs) and had no... Well, I had a job, but no record of income for the last few months. But yeah. but in the the short story was the Lord provided us a, not just a home, but a wonderful home. The timing of everything, that's another thing. Any unusual convergence of circumstances or timing of events. Mm. Homes were on the market for 18 months, was it? Was that the average? In Denver, you couldn't sell your home. There were so many homes yeah. on the market. Everyone was leaving. Owners were giving them back to the banks right, right and left. We came to California and put an offer on this house by owner that was, I knew it was God's provision for us before we even went into the house. It was weird. And the Lord just gave it to us. And they said, how long do you want the escrow to be? We agreed 30 days. But well, wait a minute, we hadn't sold our own. We home. had not sold our home in Denver. Went back. We believe God because God's faithful. So we plopped a sign in front and it sold that day for cash. So we closed on the house here in California and About 25 on, in, days in later. Colorado on the same day, the same afternoon. So, Judy, you've mentioned three things. You yes. mentioned obvious answers to prayer, yes. unexpected evidence of God's care, and any unusual convergence or circumstance or timing of events. There's one more. What's that? That's any help to do the Lord's work in the world. I think obviously the evil one is not going to want to help us do God's work. So no. if so, if somebody is talking to you and has an interest in spiritual things, yes. I've learned that most likely it's the Holy Spirit right. that's mm-hmm. moving. And so recognize that as a door that is cracking open mm-hmm. and take the opportunity. Maybe you're in the habit of looking for God everywhere you go, and you're used to seeing him in your day-to-day activities. But if this is a new concept for you, you're in for a real adventure. So how do we do this as a family? How do we teach our kids to see God's hand in their life? I asked the Garys to share some ideas. For starters, on a real practical level, be sure that as a family you sit down to dinner together every night. Because those conversations at dinner, I believe, are some of the most teachable and important times that you'll ever have in your family. Dave and I would talk about what the Lord did in our lives during the day while we would be at the table because we wanted our kids to overhear it, Mm -hmm. at least most of it. And as we trained our children to start seeing I Spies, and we would even read the storybook of Sighting Day that we call the God Hunt, then they started to share things that they saw and what the Lord did for them. I think the dinner hour and just saying, were there any I Spies today? It would be, I guess, really great to even keep a family journal of I Spies. Mm. That'd yeah, be kind of fun, fun to have it maybe answered prayers or times when God intervened. Just make a short note and just keep a little journal there so that as time goes on, you can remind the children, oh, remember, remember the year 2015? Remember all the I Spies mm. we had that year? And then just go back and talk about them with the kids. In addition to the meal times, I couldn't yell, my voice doesn't carry, so I would ring a bell and the kids would all come at 7 o'clock. And so that was our 
story time, prayer time, talk This was time. after dinner. After right. dinner. It was all cleaned up by then. And we would get ready for the next day and talk about what what we were going to pray about as a family in addition to the stories Dave would read. Then we go bed to bed to tuck each one in, starting with the youngest. And I know during those times I would talk to the kids individually about where they saw the Lord working in their lives that day. Mm. I think tucking in the bed is a sweet time at night to just talk one-on-one with your children. And mm-hmm. so those are a good time to say, Let's, I know you have a test tomorrow, uh, Micah, and you have a, you're kind of worried about and we, we let's we've prayed about it tonight, and I I'm looking forward to hearing a, the, what the Lord mm-hmm. does, to seeing how the Lord meets you and takes care of you through that tomorrow. It'll be a great I spy at dinner, and just kind of stirring that up in them so that they're keeping their eyes peeled too. Yeah. So I guess if one of the I spies or ways that we see God's working is answer to prayer, right? That means we're going to be encouraging our kids to pray for things. And Absolutely. Look for them. Absolutely. I think too. We had the opportunity, Judy and I, to share with our children anecdotes and and experiences from our childhood Mm. that connected them to their family history, too, and to their grandparents and stuff. Right. And they always loved to hear the stories that involved them as children, little babies, you Mm. know, in our lives and how much we learned through watching them grow up. And they loved to hear stories of our own crazy things we did when we were children, their age. Right. And how the Lord intervened in supernatural ways. For example, to take Dave and me to the same college so that we would meet. How did that happen? Well, it had to do with fog in Santa Barbara, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different story. That's a different story. But but it gives our children, it salts their minds with with ideas. It seeds them with ideas for for the Lord's hand to be evident to them. Um, I like to share with the kids specifically how we prayed for them. I'll say, when I was a little girl, I dreamed of having a little baby girl with big brown eyes and prayed and prayed for her. And anyway, just go on and tell the story of how Lord, you found out that the Lord was giving you a child and you didn't know it. And then that little daughter was born and how you'd prayed for that daughter to know Jesus her whole Mm -hmm. life and walk with him. And how when she opened her eyes as a newborn baby and stared at you, it was the big brown eyes that you'd asked Jesus for when you were a little girl. And how wonderful the Lord is to meet you there. And that this child is such a treasured gift from Jesus to me. And now God's going to do treasured things in your life. And let's trust him to see what he's going to do because he's going to use your life. As a parent, you can look at your child and say, I notice the way you're so kind animals are caring. Or I notice that you love flowers. I wonder what the Lord wants you to do in life that has to do with flowers. Start planting in their minds, wow, Mm. you have an unusual interest here. That's something the Lord gave you. I wonder Mm. what he's going to be doing in your life. And so the child starts thinking, oh, I better keep my eyes peeled. Mm. The Lord's going to be leading me. I I think that the great thing is that it becomes fun. It's totally fun (laughs) because the children start saying, oh, they wake up in the morning and they say, oh, this is going to be good. I'm on assignment today, and I wonder what the Lord's going to tell me or how he's going to direct me today using the events and the circumstances and his scripture. As they get older, they'll start to put these things together, but it's fun for even the smallest of children. 
For example, if you're in a parking lot and you can't get a parking place, which has happened to every young mom (laughs) with all the kids in the car, and you say to the kids, let's pray for a parking space. Then they say, oh, okay. And then you pray. And then the car backs out right beside you so you can pull in. It teaches them to trust Jesus. Mm. And as they start seeing you trust Jesus, and then you point out where Jesus is working in their lives, they learn to see the Lord too. You know, we come back to the whole point of, what is this all about? Okay, so you know, you can say, I saw an I spy. The whole point is that we have a God who came to earth to get to know us and reveal himself to us. Mm. Wouldn't it stand to reason that one of our greatest accomplishments here on earth would be to know what he has made to be knowable and lead our children to help discover what is knowable about their creator and revere him and appreciate him and love him? Mm-hmm. The whole idea of an I spy or I found it or I see God in this is just realizing that he is there inhabiting every day your words, your life, Mm -hmm. and that he is God. And this is what makes the Christian life ignite into color. It turns just a gray, muted life of, of checking off the boxes, of saying, yes, I'm saved. So many Christians live there. But God intends for so much more for us. This is the Christian life. When Jesus says, I'm come that you might have life abundantly, it's knowing him. Mm. That's all we'll ever need. He is our portion. He's our, just knowing him. What a relationship. It's, It's like when I walk into a room and I can tell if Dave's there, if he's just showered, he puts on this aftershave and He's, he's not visible to me, but I smell his fragrance. And I say, Dave, you're here. And it's wonderful. Or I can walk in that room and it'd be full of people, but I can hear Judy's laugh. I know she's there somewhere. <laughs> she's so, in the crowd. That's so it. Sweet. <laughs> and it's like the it's Lord. Really For me, it's like the Lord uh, nudging me during the day and saying, I'm here. It's almost like a game of sorts, but a game that two people who are intimate play together. It's like him, Dave, reaching over and squeezing my hand to let me know he's with me. That's what an I spy is. It's the Lord showing himself to me. And if we can give our children that opportunity to experience the depth and joy and excitement of the Christian life moment by moment, what better gift could we ever give them than knowing the Lord? It does make sense that if God was here to reveal himself to us, He wants to know us and us to know him. And on the same thing, the evil one would love us not to know him. Right. Mm. And so he would supply us with all these distractions to keep us doing anything but thinking about the Lord. If you think about it, when Jesus, the angels announced Jesus was coming, they said, his name is Emmanuel, God with us. And God is with us. Let's just look open our eyes and behold him. If we teach our children to see God in the everyday events of life, we're not only giving them the joy of today, but we're equipping them for tomorrow. And we're teaching them to transcend this whole idea of the Lord Jesus from a religion to that relationship, Mm. which is what the Lord Jesus coveted with us. That's what really matters in life. I think so. Dave and Judy Geary. You heard us refer to a book called The Tales of the Kingdom by David and Karen Maines, which includes the story Sighting Day, 
I grew up with these stories, and they had such an influence on my own faith, teaching me to see that there is more to life than what meets the eye. I wish I had time to tell you all the amazing ways I've seen God work in my family, and I would love to hear your own stories of the God Hunt. You can get in touch with us through our website, livewhatmatters.org. And if today's topic has left you with questions, or you'd just like to chat, I'd love to hear from you too. Again, that's livewhatmatters.org. And so the boy discovered that Seek the King is a wonderful game. Like all games, it must be played with a child's heart, which believes and is always prepared to be surprised, because a king can wear many disguises. Live What Matters is produced by Katie Losey, Carlos Alfaro, and myself. I'm Megan Alfaro. Until next time, live what matters.